0: Back for another great episode of Black Equity Podcast. We are continuing our Black Founder Series, and I am excited about this conversation. Uh, for me, we're going to get to talk about more about art, uh, about the uh, idea of building multiple businesses, um, the idea of what's currently happening through media journalism. I feel like we can go a lot of different places. Uh, with this conversation. In order to do that, I have to have somebody who is multifaceted in this game. And so we welcome Queen Nick to Black Equity Podcast. Welcome. How are you doing today?
1: Hello. Hello. I'm so excited. So excited. I've been like super excited. Um, uh, so many things. I'm sorry. Yeah, yes, I'm excited too. I'm excited too. Use them, okay. So I am 27 years old. I'm from the Philadelphia area, Um, West Philly, born and raised. You know, (laughs) you know, we're we're just special kinds of people. You know, special Uh people uh born in Philly. Um, I recently relocated uh, to the Florida area, Um, but I have been in business unofficially since 2010 and I was a sophomore in high school at 16 years old that's when I that's when Starks Incorporated uh, the first brand kind of started and um, I fell in love with web and graphic design um, in my high school years and you know I did a couple internships at Drexel University um, in the middle of what was it sophomore and then junior year into senior year as well And then I ended up going to Drexel University and studying there and whatnot, Uh, did some beautiful things there. Um, I later on kind of found out that school was a uh, a business, you know, and you find out the true truth of the way the world really works in adulting and things. So, you know, fun stuff. So um, throughout, during, uh, I think it was my second year of college, I started modeling and it was something I wanted to try, something new, photographer who was a mutual, who, who I had a mutual friend with, um, I saw his post and I was like, he was like, yeah, I need body paint folks to do this event. I know, right? I know, right? Outrageous, outrageous. <laughs> And little I, I know. Right. Right. And it was like, okay. I was like, I'll do it. I was like, why not? You know, I'm right. I'm in college. You know, I, I just want to try stuff. As like growing up, I was very sheltered and like really couldn't do nothing. I was like stoop kid. Pretty mm-hmm. much. Got you. Couldn't leave the stoop.
0: Literally, I, I, I enjoyed the stoop. I actually did have a problem with the stoop. But go ahead. Well, no,
1: I couldn't even go to the store. The corner store is literally oh, no. up the block. I live on the corner. She could have watched me walk to the store. <laughs> And I but still you weren't going to let that up. happen. Nope. Gotcha. Not at all. So, um, you know, uh, I wanted to try it. It was something crazy and outrageous, and I've always been like the spontaneity type of person to just be like, you know what? I want to try this. And it just right. be so, super random. So I didn't think anything of it. And he was like, all right, well, let's, let's do a photo shoot first, because I want to see kind of how comfortable you are in front of the camera. So we did a photo shoot the day before the event, and that was my very first photo shoot. I was 19 years old um it was literally what no no no. i was 18 it was uh, 19 18 i was 2013 no i was turning 20 so it was right before i turned 20 um a few days actually the 19th of october and then my birthday is on the twenty second. so i literally turned in 20 um the pictures were great pictures look amazing so you know it was like oh my god this is awesome so he was like i'm gonna have to use, use my secret weapon and then like um over time I started getting more comfortable in front of the camera we started trying and experimenting with all kinds of things and for me it was just fun it was just dress up um but I kind of blew up during that time and everybody was like Nico Smith you know I was model Nico Smith at that time this is before I rebranded but um you know I started modeling seven years ago well now it's eight isn't it yes 2021 yes eight years ago And, you know, I've met so many wonderful people, I've been able to do so many things with the many things that I've been able to do. Um, So Queen Nick came along probably in 2019. I started to kind of reshape my brand and kind of really understand really what I wanted to do. And I was tired of really being seen as just a pretty face. Like, oh, she's so pretty. Oh, you're so pretty. But it's like, bruh, I am a nerd. (laughs) Like, I like to do other stuff. You know, I I, I love tech. I'm the one person in my family who everybody calls for tech support. I do web design, graphic design. And I have so many different skill sets and whatnot because I love learning if it's not obvious. Um, and so QueenNick.art, um really started to blossom because the tediousness of Starks Incorporated for me, it was just like working with cl- certain clients. Um, I didn't really know what I was doing as far as on the business side. I just knew how to do what I knew how to do from the art side. The
0: creative and, side.
1: Yes. And so exactly. last year was really an eye-opener and also a really big... Um, kind of aha moment for myself because it was like okay well if you want this type of client these type of clients and you feel like this is what your work your work is worth be patient and those type of people who can afford your services because I'm not cheap I don't come cheap and you know I want, the other thing that I realized that I needed was that I needed someone who's just as invested in their ideas as I am Right. I can't create from nothing. I need to be able to have something to work with, something malleable for me to manifest. And it's funny, a lot of my uh, connections and the people that I've networked with and everything, they're like, yo, she's such a manifester because I can take an idea that you want to do. Like, say you want to do a music video, say you're an artist and you're like, all right, well, I kind of got these ideas and visuals for this part, this part and this part. And so for me, what I do is I take those ideas and I kind of put them into like a visual storyboard in my mind and then i'm able to kind of be able to translate and describe exactly what it is that you're looking for so that we can get what we need on camera because i know exactly how to shoot it took Mm. film and video as well in high school and in college but not and i almost changed my major and the only thing that kept me from changing my major was my mother she was like you're not gonna uh, you're not gonna just become a director coming out of drexel you're you you have to like it was just a lot it was a lot so <laughs> I was too scared to change my major, but funny enough, I ended up coming right back around full circle because during my the stages of modeling, I learned how to retouch and how to digitally mm. photos because there was a lot of photographers who, who didn't know how to retouch. And it and and I didn't like the way I looked. So it was just like, no, nah, I like these pictures, but like, why are there bags? Why can't I see my bags? Like, I know I didn't get enough sleep, but you ain't gotta you ain't gotta put me out there, all right. Right, <laughs> right, right little blur action or something you know minimize it jeez and so um I started learning how to do digital retouching and then um in 2018 I actually finally bought my first camera um I was super annoyed with at that point I had been fed up with a lot of the photographers some of which I had worked with that um did some unsavory things as far as went against um my wishes I asked them not to publish photos because I wanted to get them um published in magazines and unfortunately um that was something that occurred so by then I was like you know I ain't fooling with y'all no more I already know how to retouch so even if my pictures are trash (laughs) I know how to make them look good in post yeah (laughs) Um, I had thankfully met this wonderful photographer, female photographer, Black female photographer, Tanya R. Um, shout out to Tanya R. Photography. She is amazing. She does such great work, super underrated, I feel like. Um, she does a lot of weddings. She specializes in weddings, maternity, and also um, a lot of just, just different family events and things like senior portraits, headshots, all kinds of stuff. Um, but I started. Um, assisting her on certain stuff and everything and she really liked my retouching work so she would sometimes send me her her raws to edit and retouch and whatnot so that she could send them out to her clients because she was getting really backed up so I started learning from her about photography and light and everything and even while she and I would shoot she would be teaching me and showing me why certain things were what they were so I was picking up a lot of information while, you know, doing what I loved, And so um, once I got the camera and everything, she was like, you have to learn how to, you know, learn, learn the settings in your camera. Learn first start on auto. You start on auto first and then you switch to menu. You copy the settings of the picture you took. And if you want to try to get that picture again, copy those settings in manual and see what you get, play around with it. And, um, thankfully this year, which is crazy, two years later, after I bought my first camera, I got my second camera last year, um, 20, 2019, I'm sorry. And, um, she and I last year, um, in 2020 took this like road trip up to the Northeast and, you know, took pictures of city skylines and everything. Um, we were, we went up a mountain. It was crazy. It's super fun. Um, and actually, I'm putting together an episode for her and I's adventures and things um I'm working with an editor now to get that uh done and whatnot but um there's just so much stuff
0: I love it um, I love that you're constantly creating I love this
1: yes because like honestly I I just go with what feeds my soul like I can't I really like I realize a long time ago I don't want to work for anybody else I do not want anybody else telling me when and where to go what to do this does not work for me I I, and I can't stand working for someone I'm smarter than right like (laughs) because it's just because they had because of their arrogance because of their position gotcha you know um but then I've also had like really great bosses it's just you know the policies and things just were not in our favor and you know you can only do but so much even when you're in a managerial position. So you know, you're, you're a I had to say goodbye. Yeah. Like I don't I don't like following rules. I make mean, I
0: respect <laughs> it. I'm the same way.
1: Like I'm I'm just like fool with like no, y'all can fool with that. That's fine. No, y'all go ahead and fool with that. You know, I've always been very B1, you know, and just very instead of yelling and screaming and fighting to be heard and seen why not just create your own things so that way nobody can take that from you now granted you know we did have that at one point in time we had black wall street we had black businesses booming black businesses beautiful black businesses and you know they tried it and and they succeeded at that in in that time and whatnot but if they try no we're in the age of not giving up you know Mm-hmm. So, you know, this generation, uh-uh. <laughs> you know, like this generation ain't nothing to with, All right. Like, we'll take a claim. They, they get you out of here. They're not they're not playing. And so, you know, I am very much determined to uplift, educate and do my mm-hmm. best to re-educate our people on who we really are instead of believing the lie that we've been told and taught our entire lives about who we are. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm a big information hoarder. I have journals and I always keep journals because I mean, journals are the way they go. Mm -hmm. I have like a self journal a journal of self, which is like comprised of a lot of information for numerology, astrology, and all kinds of things. Um, and then when there's of course, uh, financial literacy, um, you know, I'm, I'm taking notes on everything because I want to be able to share these things. And of course I have in our storybook (laughs) as well, which is like recording all of the information and things that I've, I've come across that are not in print and whatnot, because the best thing like this is unhackable and you'd have to actually physically come to come for me (laughs) to get them. So, but um, going back to the businesses, um, Serpentine Fire, I launched last year, like three days before, four days before Juneteenth. It was on a Tuesday, uh, nice. June 15, twenty twenty. I wasn't even ready though. That was the thing. <laughs> Like my friends wanted to see the site, and I was like, "All right, cool," but I didn't think it was gonna publish. Like I, I like it forced me to like publish it, and then people started sharing it. So it's just like, ah, wasn't so ready yet. But I finally got it together. You know, I took a couple of weeks and whatnot, reworked it, re, um, kind of redid what I originally wanted to do. Once I kind of understood the platform, like I wanted to take like a month to just understand the platform, you know, <laughs> get my graphics together. I didn't have that kind of time. It was just like, oh, it's there. And everybody was like, oh, my God, congratulations. And I'm just like, oh, God. You know, like. That's I, a good what, tribe, though.
0: That's a good tribe one, to have.
1: Right. One thing I needed to, I, I needed to understand was that I just needed to just jump.
0: Yeah. And I
1: think that's what it is. Like, a lot of my friends kind of just be like, just do it. It's okay. It doesn't have to be perfect.
0: Right. And even
1: right before I, um, launched the business, um, months, months, literally like right when like we, we got put on punishment, we all got put on punishment.
0: Um,
1: cause we can't, cause we can't, we, we can't really, um, you know, you can't mention it by name. So, you know, right. Right.
0: Of course not.
1: So, you know, when we got put on punishment, I <laughs> decided to start my first, uh, my talk show real talk with queen Nick and that that was at the end of like march or whatever like once we were in the like i think the last week of what was supposed to be the end of the lockdown um i was like you know what i'm gonna just try this and i started i had really good numbers the first week and then i tried it again and did it again and the numbers were really good um so you know I kept it up I actually did 10 episodes I didn't realize I did 10 I thought I did nine but like nine planned ones and then there was like I think the pre like before the actual, like before I really was like all right I'm gonna really do this right, right. yeah it was like it was like a tester so to speak um and pilot, was, the pilot
0: episode
1: yeah something like that and yeah. so then like I think like from like week one to like week two <laughs> my hair changed drastically it was like <laughs> blue hair and then it was like no hair right? like I had cut all of this off on the sides all the way um, down and just left the top up and whatnot and it was just like yep rocking out yep this is what we doing this week <laughs> and what, what um, you, that ran for nine uh, nine weeks.
0: What did you learn the most during your talk show um, putting that, that together?
1: That I can definitely um, do anything I want to do and it's okay to like for it to be like kind of trash in the beginning. Like, it's okay to be kind of trash. Like, because right. every week I was trying to do something new of an improvement, like, an even like, um, I'm going to post the episodes um, on Dropbox and I'll send you a link once they're uploaded to Dropbox so you can Thank actually you. see it. Those are really long episodes. So I don't expect you to watch them all the way through. I really don't.
0: I, I might don't watch just watch them. I, I like, I like content.
1: It is way too. Those episodes are just way too long. Like no episode is like less than an hour.
0: Okay, that's (laughs) right up my alley.
1: But we were just all talking about stuff, and what's crazy is like, at like it went from just me being on a screen and having Mm. like maybe my name. My website and like my IG down there to like actually creating something that looked like it like looked like something on CNN like with the with the bar going across on the bottom and everything like mm. having a little moniker, having the chat come up and whatnot and like you know having different segments in each um in each episode. Uh, certain things that I would I definitely keep um which is you know we always start with Black Know a little known Black History fact um due to uh me knowing Tom Joyner and like having him a part of my childhood as a kid right. in the morning my mom that's why she listened to WDAS and so you know Tom Joyner you know you know it was always something going on he would always um put up a little known black history fact and there were things that I just really enjoyed so that was something I definitely wanted to keep alive in my show because you know it inspired me um, and then there's also, um, a moment of inspiration and that's a mm. little segment of like something inspirational that maybe I came across during the week and whatnot. And then a funny segment called found on Beyonce's internet. It's wow. hilarious because, because it's literally like, like I always seen jokes, like, I know you didn't come on Beyonce's internet to come and post this. I know you did like, you. you know, cause black Twitter is always, <laughs> oh,
0: it, it's something else, isn't it? <laughs> Child i have to find so, you on there and see what you're yeah, talking about over there.
1: All of my stuff is always queen nick dot art. And okay. if it's, um, if it's something that doesn't allow the dots in there, you just get rid of the dot. And it's just queen nick art. Gotcha. All into one word. Um, But yeah, like the hardest part about all of this was realizing that I probably will never have all the answers, like running a business, like you never have all the answers. You're literally seeking more knowledge every day about what you're doing or about how you can further your business and what you're doing. You just have to, you have to be willing to solve your own problems. And a lot of people's issues is when they have a problem that they just get stumped with, they stop instead of saying all right let me take a minute let me let me let me step away from this for a second get my head together and then come back to this and maybe try to get a different perspective or even asking for help because that was my issue that's part of the reason why like i (laughs) i'm doing so many things because i had so like like such adhd add and all well you
0: you're you're touching on a a very Interesting point. So let's go down this road together, uh, if you don't mind. So you, you you're bringing up this idea of excuse me, um, you know, managing uh, the the company and uh, what you learned along the way. Um, so I want to go down this this path with you and um, ask you. So as you're running a business, what has been the number one thing that you realized that that you needed help with
1: uh probably would be passing off certain tedious tasks what I realized is I hate doing tedious work absolutely not I'm yeah. the ideas guy <laughs> I'm the ideas guy and I'm the manifester yeah that's what I do that's where I'm best at doing all the tedious stuff, the step and repeat. Nah, that's not, that's not, that's not for me. (laughs) I am terrible at that stuff. I actually absolutely despise it to some degree. I know it's necessary. So, you know, I get it done whenever I have to, because being the top person and also the low guy on the totem pole, you kind of gotta, you gotta do both. You don't have a choice. Um, One of the things that I realized that I needed help with also was just, business side of it so I started asking more business oriented people more um, financially stable people Um, I also started reading a lot more books from uh, different folks Uh, there's this one called tax-free wealth and how Uh to permanently lower your taxes That's Um, that's one of the the books I've been reading I actually took a bunch of notes on it I actually have to finish it I think I got to the first like nine chapters and whatnot and I had to put it down just due to all of the moving cross country stuff that I had to take right. uh, care of and whatnot. But I'm getting back to um, I'm I'm getting back to that slowly but surely. I'm trying to get myself back into reading period, so this is what I'm reading currently. I
0: heard that's a great one. Go ahead and say that for people who are not looking at the video.
1: So, Children of Blood and Bone. Um, it's by Tomi Adeyemi, or is it Adeyemi, or is Adey Adeyemi? Like I'm not sure how yeah well you know i, I sure gave both both pronunciations absolutely um my best friend actually gave me that to uh for my trip down here she was like i think you would really enjoy that book and you know what i i've only started reading maybe a couple of days ago and i've already gotten to about page 200 i'm already nice. on chapter 24 so i wow. have already made put a nice dent in it after about a couple cool. days of reading
0: we will have to share some of our, um, our favorite books. Let me tell you some of my favorite books as well. Let's just go through it. Because um, right. you know, this was a really great opportunity for us to just connect. So one of my favorite books is called Thou Shall Prosper. It's mm-hmm. a 10 Commandments of Making Money. Mm-hmm. And I, I really want people to oh, grab. Up, 10 uh, Thou Shall Prosper. All right.
1: all right, I took a screenshot. That way I know. All how right.
0: I and then another later. one is uh the richest man in babylon
1: i've heard of that one um yeah, this is, this hold is it from the top, top for me top five
0: yeah
1: top five
0: top five books right
1: here ah really yes
0: ma'am i, oh, I actually it? need
1: to get powernomics yeah powernomics is another was, one that's on my to read list i was
0: just about to go there now this is the same author but yep, black book. labor
1: white wealth yep i need yeah. that one to that one i'm um i gotta i gotta buy because I, yeah. I want the I, I it's something about a physical book you know
0: no i def I, I i get it and then of course uh now this is a hidden gem um i i used to host a book club i'm actually working on doing another one but this book right here is called millionaire moves
1: all right i'm definitely taking a screenshot of that and
0: Thank this you. is this is by a Black author by the name of William F. Pickard. He's right here. And uh, basically, it's the seven proven principles of entrepreneurship.
1: Wow. So
0: um, if, if this doesn't help someone, I don't know what else can. Because he right. literally gives you the blueprint to how right. to manage your multi-million dollar business.
1: Okay. Right? I'm going I'm to um, I'm I'm go ahead. Like, after this, I'm definitely going to aim this <laughs> I have a prime prime business account so I get like one day shipping
0: yeah ship them ship them all out uh one more that I want to recommend uh to you is uh principles by Ray Dalio it's a really big book but I think this
1: was I think I might actually have this on audiobook let me check I might have actually bought the audiobook um from what do you call it uh What's the what's the the name of the people? Audible. There you go. Those people.
0: <laughs> so yeah, I just wanted to go over some of those because I know you were mentioning oh. uh, some of your favorite books. Yeah. Um, so l- let's dive back into um, some of the things that you were saying earlier about wanting to work for yourself. Uh, you even mentioned paranomics. So there, there seems to be a synergy between you and I of this idea of black economics black freedom um and using our brain power in order to do it
1: exactly so
0: powerful thing right so let's put our brains together here Mm -hmm. and let's talk about some things that uh could lead to some black equity so what are you i know you provide services uh to companies and individuals what do you think, when, you, when you're when you working with these different companies, what do you think we're missing um, that would be a benefit to black businesses overall uh, that maybe we're not even aware of, that maybe we're missing?
1: Um, honestly, I feel like one of the, the services that I provide is a brand strategy. Um, it is a very, it can be very difficult depending on the person. The client that you get, you know, if you have a client who has all of the answers as far as you know, knowing the ins and outs of their business, like this, you'll have an easier time. But someone who's just starting, it kind of can be a a little more difficult. But you can, if you ask the right questions, you can get them there. You know, because then you know, brand strategy, we find out who your ideal client is. what exactly are some of your pain points of your business? How much it's actually going to cost to um, upgrade the business? And this is, this is um, without the cost of deliverables or anything like that. We create a budget for you, though, of how much those deliverables may cost. You can either hire us to do the work or you can hire someone else for cheaper. It's totally up to you. It's totally your option. But just know the quality will not be the same. Because I do quality over quantity, always. I want you to grow. I want you to win. So marketing-wise, we come up with marketing campaigns, depending on what you may be trying to put out soon, um, depending on what your goals may be. Um, I think that would probably best help because then you're working smarter instead of harder. And I feel like a lot of us, especially um, on the Black business side, a lot of us work harder instead of smarter sometimes maybe because this is our baby and we don't trust anybody else to care for our baby like us which is fair and understandable but you have to just use your discernment when you're talking to people I always pay attention to body language word choice and use of words and etymology so all of that stuff encompasses together to kind of allow me to kind of discern whether or not okay this may be a client for me this may not be a client for me and i can like even if i can't take you as a client i'll try to find someone who can give you those services who's just as good like they're not they're not gonna be better than me but you know right. <laughs> you know you can get got you you, can get, you, you can get something that's close though
0: got you so let- Talk about that brand strategy piece um to me it's kind of uh, a no-brainer what you're saying uh about having the brand strategy and, and thinking and having
1: a brand strategist to kind of help you solve yeah, some of right? those issues yeah that's the extra brain power we were just talking about but, so, why, that. so why so
0: why if, if you and i know it's a no-brainer right and why are so many companies out here not operating through strategy
1: because a lot of them are stuck in survival mode Mm. a lot of people some people start businesses like some people start businesses because it's like something that they've always wanted to do they've always wanted to be independent But some people start businesses just to make money. If your sole purpose is to just make money, you're not going to be happy, not even in this field. Like even as a model, I saw it with girls who were like, oh, I want to be a model because they think it pays a billion, a bajillion dollars. And it's like, nah, boo, like you got to like this because you don't get paid in the beginning. Like there is no money in the first two years. Oh, you got to build your portfolio. You can't start charging out the gate. You have no experience. Where have you been published? What have you done? is what they will ask you when you're asking for what you're asking for. And so, um, you know, some people just don't see value the same. And that's also the other part. Some folks are stuck in survival mode where they're like, yo, I have, I have to take care of my family. I have to do this. I have to do that. Instead of thinking, I have what I need. How can I make this happen? You know, instead of the, the, the ideal of I don't have it, how can I get it? And it's a mindset shift. That's the biggest thing. It's mindset. So some people who do not have a growth mindset will never get past what they what they get what they're what they're facing because they won't. They refuse to shift the mindset. If you have a stagnant mindset, you know, you, like you can't fix stupid.
0: I feel you. So you know? wait, you're you're bringing up something that I I gotta explore. All right, Uh, with you because you're very you're very deep thinker. So I want to make sure that we go very deep here. All right. So business isn't about money. Mm -mm.
1: It's about.
0: Oh, go ahead. No, it's it's here.
1: It's a mental game. Business isn't about money. It's about do you love what you do? If you love what you do, if you enjoy what you're doing, the money will always follow. And that was something I used to hear people say all the time. And I'm like, yeah, you say that, but you got like a million dollars in, in your bank account. What are you talking about? And, but really, no, really, like a lot of the things that I've been blessed to do and I've been able to do, um, you know, has happened because I was willing to take a risk on me. And I think a lot of us don't realize the power of self we don't understand our true power within ourselves of what we're actually capable of. A lot of us, you know, we get mental blocks like, Oh, I can never do this. Why? Because you have external sources telling you you can't, or you got people around you who are not supporting. And it's like, nah, don't fool with none of these people focus, stay focused on the goal. Don't let nobody knock you off your square. If this is what you want, if this is what you want to do, do it. And I guarantee you, those same people that were sitting there saying that you couldn't do it would be sitting there on the bandwagon of eaters.
0: I knew you could do it. Exactly.
1: Like the seals. <laughs>
0: they they really do. Um, I, I know when I first started uh, the podcast, some of the people that were, I don't know about against it, but they were like being negative towards it were people who look like you and I. And they're like, "Why is it called black? And why you know what it, it this?
1: is? You know what it is? Because <laughs> it's the it's the idea of because I can't, that means you can't. People trying to put their own limitations on others. People always trying. It's like we've always all struggled through this thing of power and control throughout our entire lives, whether it be the dynamics with our parents, with our friends, with people we don't even know." People try to put labels and label people a certain thing or say this thing or whatever to try to put those limitations on you. It is up to you, though, to not allow those limitations to actually manifest because that's not a reality that exists currently. Who you are and who they think you are are two different people.
0: That's very true. I do. I do feel like everybody meets a different version of you.
1: Oh, definitely. Definitely.
0: And you have to be careful of who you entertain and what you answer to, because oh, then you'll have to go down that path of this thing. You start reality. feeding
1: on those energies and, exactly. and that those spiritual demons, like I am a very spiritual person, but I am not a religious person. Um, I believe that, well, based on the rules that I, I know of, as far as demons go, as far as in the spiritual realm, demons need permission to enter you right you have to submit willingly so that means if somebody comes at you with some negative energy and whatnot how you respond next will determine whether or not you end up with that demon on you so if you choose to entertain them at all or choose to give them back that energy you're you just gave the demon permission to latch itself upon you and so now you feeling in a way and you don't even know why you feel in a way but it's because you responded to that negativity, that other person was trying to throw onto you, because they were drawn to your energy, your positive glowing light. Some people are literally attracted to you, and are kind of like it's like magnetic almost because mm-hmm. of the light that you have within yourself. And you know, subconsciously, consciously they have no idea why, but subconsciously that spirit know, that spirit Ooh. always know,
0: nah. and. <laughs> posted something the other day it was choose people who choose you
1: Mm -hmm.
0: how do you feel about that quote how do you feel about that quote
1: it's true because it's like why worry about all the stuff that you don't have in your life if i wanted to sit here and and worry about the things that i don't have well i mean i don't have 50 million dollars in the bank i don't have a house don't have a car i don't have but what do i have i have one, two, I'm sorry, I have to count. One, two, three, four, four successful businesses. I have an app on both app stores for Serpentine Fire, which is the online boutique. We sell just about everything, all kinds of gadgets and stuff. I don't like selling people stuff that they don't need. I'd rather you get use out of the things that I'm selling you. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I got apparel, of course, there's all kinds of other stuff on there. Um but, you know, I'm doing super well for myself and I'm happy, you know what I mean? Right. Like, I have people in my circle, in my corner that love me, that push me to be better every day, who teach me things every single day. And I'm also able, I'm also connecting those in, within my circle to each other. So I'm also being like the connector and the glue kind of to the web of everything because I'm like, okay, hey, you're a cool producer. You're a really talented singer. You two should get to meet each other. And what's crazy is they've been creating super amazing art and whatnot. And they're like, yo, we've been waiting on you to, uh, you to listen to these drawings and whatnot because like we want to we wanna see how you, like, how you feel about them or whatever or what you think. And I'm like, well, like, and, and, you know, one of the guys, he put me over to the side. He was just like, you know, because we value your opinion, because you really have really good ideas and like, it works. So, you know, um, like I feel very fortunate and very honored to be able to be that individual in my, in my tribe and in my circle, even in my family, to some degree, like, um, you know, I'm. It's kind of always been like that <laughs> kind of always been like that um I've always been able to just take charge and whatnot but the more you learn about self I feel like that the better you will be outside of everything else because once you take care of this it it reverberates like a domino effect into everything else so once you take care of this and once you take care of self you can do and execute all of the things and i put posted this on tiktok and i'll say it here i don't know who needs to hear this but i need you to take care of yourself you cannot complete all the things that you want to complete if you are not taking care of the most important person in the plan and that's you and that's business owners included I understand you may have deadlines and things like that, but if it is coming to a point where your mental health is deteriorating because of it, you need to chill. We got to stop this idea of entrepreneurship being damn near killing yourself because that's not what it is. Like they sold us this, even the idea of entrepreneurship has been kind of tainted and bastardized because that's not what it is either. That's what they try to tell you or whatever, because most of the time, the more rundown, here's, think about it. It's a grand scheme. The more you are rundown and tired and things like that, the less motivation you have to actually complete the goals that you want to complete, which means you stop, you, you stop eventually. Eventually you may stop and just give up because it's not, it's not materializing in the way that you want because why your energy is off you're not giving it 100 percent because you've not you haven't given yourself 100 percent, and you know those who are still preaching that just don't want any more competition think about it
0: i feel no i i agree i, I can definitely see uh where there is a master plan of um causing entrepreneurs to burn out Mm-hmm. And not necessarily become the best and highest versions of themselves, and so they give the these people advice that isn't necessary uh to their journey it may be necessary for someone else's journey right it may not be best for, for that person
1: exactly uh, and everybody's journey is different. everybody starts from somewhere else. I'll give you a prime example it was this girl i went I went to high school with she's younger than me she was a freshman when I was a sophomore, I think so she graduated the year after I did and she was super like popular on Tumblr um, while we were in high school. And then, you know, she started modeling, I think like probably like four or five years after I started modeling, maybe maybe two or three. I don't know. Um, but then, you know, her jaw just, you know, and I'm looking like, what the hell am I chopped liver? Like what? <laughs> but, you know, at, at that time, like initially that was my first thought. It was like, what the hell am I chopped liver? But then it was just like, wait a minute her journey is different than where your journey is. And your journey starts differently than where someone else is because somebody else could have been looking at you the same way when you popped up on the scene, when you were new in 2013, in 2014, when photographers were like, hey, I want to shoot you. Hey, I want to shoot you. Hey, I want to hey, shoot you. You know what I mean? Um, if I knew all the things that I know now back then, oh, child. Mm. ooh, I'd have made so much more money. <coughs> uh, uh. I just you know I had to understand I had to understand business, but I actually had to be around certain individuals to make me better in um the most unexpected
0: ways you You said something earlier in this episode that is it is it, sitting right there, and if I don't talk to you about it, I feel like uh I didn't do my job okay so you mentioned this idea of your modeling, but you wanted people or people didn't see you for your brains. They didn't see you for your intelligence. They didn't even know that you were, you know, you call yourself a nerd. I just call yourself, I call you intelligent, highly intelligent uh, woman, highly intelligent human. Um, How does that feel uh, from your perspective to be seen only for looks by some and not for the intelligence that you can bring into a situation?
1: it could be very frustrating because like you'll get like, okay, so in the modeling industry, there are predators, let's be real. Um, and so sometimes you get those guys who think you're stupid. Now, yeah, I'm not going to lie. Well, some models are not all there. You know, <laughs> some girls are not all there. Let's let, we're, we're being honest here. You know what I mean? Right. Stop, right. Not all guys are all there right. male or female models we're talking about. So, you know, if they don't know you, they're gonna try it. And so they may say something, or whatever. Oh, well, can you do this? And then I, I shoot back with a why. What is that gonna do for the for the shoot? What is that gonna like what, what does that do for the concept? Like, I'm questioning things on purpose because a lot of times they just expect you to just do. And when it comes, is like I know I know when to when to ask questions and when to just shut up too. Commercial setting when you're talking about this is for a campaign or whatever. Oh no, you just shut up and get your money. Shut up, get your money and get and get the hell out. That's it. But when this is like, oh, you know, a photographer is just reaching out to you and whatnot, and maybe he's he's trying to do um implied or something like that. Like, oh yeah, no, we was I was thinking like maybe, you know, you you stand behind this dumpster or sit on this dumpster or whatever and maybe have your lingerie and pose. And I'm like, why am I on a on dumpster? What what you know what I mean? Like you have to have concepts. Yeah. You have to have all these things first before you even get to meet me, because I got to see where you at. I got to see your work, and um, because I was new, they didn't think that I knew that.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And so a lot of times, sometimes you'll get you'll get people that may try it and may think that you're not, you know, that, that that you that you don't know the game, that 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 you green and you don't know nothing. i' uh-uh, boo. This ain't my first rodeo. I've, uh, <laughs> I've been picking up some things, you know, listening to other models and whatnot. They're like, yo, you know, if, if you're going to bring guests and whatnot, I try to make sure my communication is open with all my photographers. I'm very upfront, very, um, very straightforward no BS mentality so um but being seen for just my looks and not really my intelligence was really frustrating um initially I was like when I first started modeling I was working a job at a uh, sugar house casino it's now rivers but uh <laughs> um you know a lot of people just is like oh you're so pretty blah 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 but I wasn't really using any of my skills and it bothered me because again, like you start to feel like your soul is dying. Like it really does feel like you're like a part of you is dying inside and it doesn't feel good. Like you can hear the pain and the screams like, uh, you know, you can hear it. And so I had to move on and do something else. So I ended up getting a job at at and and then I was doing customer service to which I love helping people. That's like one of the things I'm best at helping people and like, you know, teaching people how to do stuff and being an educator and whatnot. Um, That always came natural. Um, So, you know, that was easy because it's like, oh, this is all the things that I'm great at. Tech, teaching people how to use their phones and stuff, teaching them how to do certain stuff on there and everything and then getting business accounts. Although the sales part is where I'm just like, "Ah, I don't
0: really, mm." it got a
1: little too dicey for me.
0: (laughs) When did you know that you were highly intelligent?
1: Oh, I was a I was a kid. They were trying to take me out of my, my public school and put Ooh. me into this private school called Friends Select. Um, and my mom was like, So y'all gonna pay for it or no? And they were like, No, it's a private school, ma'am. And she's like, I got three kids in public school. Goodbye. Like, goodbye, sir. This is my fourth child. Like, no, we're not doing that. <laughs> like, we're not doing that. Um, and I appreciate her for doing that though, yeah. Um, because I feel like had she put me in a PWI, I would have probably lost my Black identity, like Mm. so many others had been kind of like estranged from theirs because they had been forced to conform to this way of life. And because they've been estranged from that, that identity for so long, when they come around, you know, those who do look like them, they do seem a little strange because I was one of those kids, because even though, yeah, I went to a, a mostly black school, even before school, I was talking, I, I spoke very proper English. I was very like pronounced all of my words and my lettering and whatnot, because it, it was nothing but like, you know, clear folk in my neighborhood. So, you know, um you know, just kind of, you know, and watching PBS kids, they, they speak super proper English. So it was just like, right. you know, when I got to school, they were like, why are you talk like a white girl? And I was like, huh? <laughs> like, you know, that, that it threw me off. And um, like, after a while, in order to to survive, I kind of had to start to pick up the language and the Ebonics and things of that nature and what that. Um, just in my recent, like, recent years, I think from high school on up, I kind of started getting back to a little bit more of my proper speaking, just kind of being able to publicly speak, and getting comfortable with that more so than anything in my corporate speak, because I was not always very good at that, (laughs) because even my bluntness, like, I don't have to cuss, but you know that I'm not around, like, you know, I'm not (laughs) messing around, you know, I'm serious or whatever, and, you know, sometimes that can be seen as hostile when you are a uh you know black woman just asking questions can seem hostile so yeah no I had to learn how to kind of curtail it a little bit to be able to move within that world so to speak um but then I got tired of it I was like no I'm not doing this anymore
0: does entrepreneurship did it create a, a space for you to not have to censor yourself anymore not have to worry about if you said it with the wrong tone or approach it the wrong way? Did yes. it give you that freedom?
1: Yes and no. Okay. Because okay. here's the thing. You still have to be very cognizant of who you're doing business with. You know what I mean? Yeah. And you still don't want to offend people that you want to work with. Um, sometimes there are people, and even you don't want to offend those, even those people who you really don't want to work with, but they want to work with you. But like, you know, they kind of BSers. You still yeah. have to handle that very tactfully because you never know who they know. You mm. never know who may be connected to them. There's this guy um, that my ex knows. Um, and this dude is like some dirty dude in like North Philly somewhere. Like, mm-hmm. that. Like, listen, this is just what it was told, how he was described to me. I don't know okay. this
0: name. Okay.
1: Um, but basically... This dirty mo- bofo, he could uh he literally has Russell Simmons number and can call this man and mm. Russell will answer.
0: Wow,
1: right. You never know, you never know who yeah, knows. You never who. know
0: who's connected to
1: what. So even who. if you don't want to work with that person, you still can't like me personally, I won't trash somebody until unless it's deserved. So uh, if you come to me disrespectful or your approach is just disrespectful and off and wrong. That's when I might tell you about yourself. And even then I might like on initial reaction, I'll probably try to steer the conversation back to something a little more normal and make you aware of how you are coming off. So I'll be like, I don't know if something happened today with you. I don't know if something's going on in, you know, on your end of, in in your reality right now. I do apologize that that is affecting what is going on currently, but I need you to check your tone. You know and, and and just do it respectfully it's a way to it's still a way to um you can trash somebody even without cussing them out or even raising your voice i've i've i've, I've become a very
0: uh a very I skilled, bet you
1: have. skilled individual I, i'm like, sure I, I, I even know how to tell people like certain things about themselves that maybe they don't really want to hear but it's in a way with love
0: yeah
1: I know no, how to give them. people things with love because it's 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 easy. Um, it is easier to not censor yourself, though. Like, there are certain things that I just won't talk about publicly because, ah, yeah, well, you know, people are sensitive and, you know, it's, it's just, yeah. I feel you. Th- th- those are off-air conversations and I'll just well, put it like that. We'll, 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 you can have those conversations in private. You don't have to put it on the internet. Yeah. That's all I'm saying.
0: Well, I'm sure you and I will bump, to, bump into each other off air what is the best way for people who want to collaborate with you and work with you um how do they reach out to you how do they make that initial uh, so
1: you can go to any of my websites um you can go to queen um if you literally it's like that that entire site is just one page so you all you got to do is scroll so you scroll all the way to the bottom and whatnot and there's a contact page there's an email nick at gmail.com and then there's also like a little message thing where you can actually contact me and reach out to me um there's also starksincorporated.com Starks you just hit the little menu button, you hit the contact and you can leave a contact. Um, you can leave some contact for that as well uh, for any creative consulting, any business consulting, brand strategies or anything additional. Um, what else? Uh, let's see. How else can you contact me? Oh, IG, Facebook, Instagram. Uh, yeah, Instagram, Facebook and Twitter is Queen Nick. Well, Instagram and uh, Facebook is queennick.art on the end of both of those uh twitter is queen nick art queen queen nick art um twitch is queen nick art uh patreon queen nick art yeah but uh yeah that's all me and uh definitely shop serpentine fire you know shop serpentine fire serpentine Company. you can find us on instagram serpentine fire 215 and um there are links to download the app on there or either on my ig page you can Totally accessible, though. Um, you can definitely reach out to me at any time if you have any um, questions, concerns, comments, or suggestions. I'm always open to ideas and things of that nature as well. So If you have any suggestions on how I can better run my business or you know, people I should work with or collaborate with, please do drop them.
0: Thank you so much for that. Um, are there any final thoughts that you have uh, for the Black nerds out there who may not Um, be respected for their minds right now. They're picking up this episode. They've tuned in and maybe you're an inspiration for them. Just just know you are dope.
1: You are unique. There is no one like you. Keep being you because that's what makes you unique. No matter what anybody has to say, no matter whether people like it or don't, if you like it, it don't matter if anybody else love it you like it so that's all that matters your opinion on you and how you do your how you do you that's all that matters if you want to be a sex symbol but also be you know a super nerd you could do that (laughs) look at me i'm doing it
0: all right queen nick (laughs) i I appreciate you coming on black equity podcast you have an open invite if you want to come back and continue the conversation talk about any new initiatives or anything that's happening in the culture that you want to stop by and have a conversation on, please stop by and let's have that conversation.
1: Definitely, definitely. Um